0: Welcome to the Clear Skies Camino podcast. My name is David Smith. This is a weekly podcast introducing you to people who have walked El Camino de Santiago, a series of pilgrimages to the city of Santiago de Compostela. My guest today is Pablo Allen, a teacher, blogger and writer who is currently based in the US. He is on the line today to share his story. Welcome, Pablo. Thank you. So tell me. Where did you first hear about the Camino de Santiago?
1: I actually first heard about the Camino when I was in Santiago. Um, I was living in Spain and my first year in Spain I um, wanted to do during my Semana Santa holidays. Okay. I visited Portugal and Galicia, Spain and I stopped in Santiago and I was reading the guidebook for Santiago and it talked about the Camino. I'm like... Hmm, that's interesting, and I saw, and when I got to Santiago, I saw pilgrims arriving to the town, like, it was raining, so they were, like, very wet, they had all the big packs and everything. Um, it was in 2009, so it was just beginning to um, become popular, well, exploring popularity, and 2010 was um, one of the holy years, the Chacabeo. That's right, yeah. Yeah, and so... I was like in Corte Inglés, you know, just going through the store and I saw all these prepare for the Camino de Santiago, prepare for the Camino de Santiago. And so, like, I looked through the guides and I checked out a few books from the Valencia Library about the Camino and it's just like, I want to do it. This seems really interesting, so. Okay. And Mm -hmm.
0: which which um, which trail did you, or which path did you decide to walk?
1: Um, I was always drawn to the Camino del Norte because it's on the coast through the, I mean, it goes to the northern coast of Spain and the, it's just something about it was calling to me. Okay. And where did you start? I started in Irún. Um, I was living in Bilbao, and, uh, okay. like, it had been like every summer, I'm like, okay, next summer will be the summer. So, and they kept, you know, putting it off. And so one day I decided, you know, I may not be ready to do the whole thing, so I'm going to, you know, do a day on it, see how it goes. And so um, I started in Irún on the Spanish-Prince border in the Basque Country, and um, yeah, I enjoyed it. So I, you know, kept going up for trips on the Camino until I was able to do the, you know, go for a week at a time. And um,
0: what was your preparation like beforehand, before you started?
1: Well, um, I did a lot of day trips, like, um, since I lived, I was living in Bibawa at the time, which is on the Camino del Norte. Yeah. And so, you know, like I took my pack and I started walking, you know, short days, you know, maybe 10 kilometers and 15, like maybe once or twice a month. And then, um, I did all kinds of hiking in general got really into hiking at the time and so yeah, I was just, you know, using like these single day trips yeah. from to be bow to prepare yeah. for it, and then I went for it.
0: Yeah, And how long did it take you to walk from um, Irun to Santiago? From Irun to Santiago?
1: Um, I did it over the course of four years. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, I'd say it's, maybe just a little bit over 30 days in total um what i did ended up doing is like um i did a week each summer i did the Camino de Norte from irun to ribadeo okay um during a week or so every summer then my when i finally arrived in santiago i did it um via the san salvador which goes from Lone to obiedo yeah and then Metivo from Oviedo to Santiago.
0: Okay. And how did you how did you find
1: it? Did you find it challenging? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Especially the San Salvador. It's only five day five day Camino, but it goes through some pretty steep mountains and like it's very rural, very isolated, so like I did it at the beginning of June and there were only like maybe six or seven peregrinos, pilgrims at the time, so it's like, you have to do, like, there's no option on the San Salvador either, because it's so isolated, there are very few places to stop at, very deep villages, very few albergues, so... Yeah,
0: and that's one thing I noticed about the the Camino Frances because the Camino Frances is is, is so busy and it, it has that social aspect. Whereas if you walk the Camino del Norte or one of, or the Camino San Salvador or the Camino the Primitivo, it's it's less busy.
1: Yeah, um, the note like every summer the note is getting attracting more and more people. Okay, but it's nothing like the Frances. Yes. Nothing at all. So.
0: Okay. And tell me about the albergues you stayed in. Talk to me about the albergues you stayed in.
1: Okay. I stayed in, um, if, most of them I stayed in were pretty nice, actually. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My favorite one, anyone who does the Camino de Norte talks about this one. It's very famous. It's the albergue in Rimes, and Rimes which is usually the day before you arrive in Santander. Yeah. It's called the albergue La Campania della Brella Puerto. Okay. Uh, it's just like, it has this amazing Camino spirit. Um, this priest, like, just built this Camino. It's one of the biggest communities I've ever seen. I mean, one of the biggest albergues I've ever seen. And there's a um, community dinner Well, everyone participates. Like, you know... Pio Ivan, he tells the story of how he became interested in the Camino, how he grew up in this small remote mountain village in Cantabria and like his life story. Um, I had to translate the story like on spot, like they, they found out that it was, um, I spoke Spanish and in, in native English. Like please translate for us, so I translated it on spot. But um, I won't spoil the story for anyone who's doing it, but it's a really interesting place and I think anyone who does the Camino de Norte they try to um, have the stages so they end up in Grimace so they can say yeah, that gate. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then the Sloma Primitiva that's almost the same spirit, it's um, the Alberga for Bodinaya. Okay. Uh, it has, you know, it has a community meal that everyone participates in. The Ospilateros have done the Camino. They're really friendly. They're welcoming. And it's just... Also has a Camino spirit. I found. Okay. Those are like that stick out in my head.
0: Great, great.
1: Um,
0: and what? How yeah. far on average would you would you walk per day? But for me, I found when I walked the Camino Frances um, in two thousand and twelve and two thousand and eleven, I would walk on average about twenty five to thirty kilometers per day. But now, as I'm getting older, I find I'm walking much shorter days but yeah how, how how far on average would you would you walk
1: um I guess usually about 25 kilometers okay someone down yeah probably on average 25
0: great great okay I would we'll, let, let's just take it back now to to your pack okay talk, talk to me about your pack <laughs> How much? Did um, your, how much did your pack weigh when you brought
1: it? I really don't know how much it weighed. I never weighed you it. Never um, weighed. Yeah, but it was the first summer. I had like a smaller one that was much more comfortable. Um, then my mom got me this like huge military style pack, and I felt obligated to use that one. And it was horrible for the Camino, and <laughs> I really wish I would have had a different one. It it's just like there's no way I could pack it so it felt right on my back. And yeah. I regret using that pack. Um so I'll be buying a new one for my next one, but Okay. Like, it was just like it was an awkward pack. Okay. And it had like has like this um it has it's so like one of the um, pockets put things in like kind of folds over so you can put more stuff in but there's no bottom to that part so that's where i like would put my um poncho and stuff yeah so I'd rather quickly in case you but yeah
0: yeah
1: i really i did not like my pack
0: oh and um was there any particular uh, equipment that you that you saw out beforehand when before you travelled before you walked?
1: Um. Um, I ended up using uh, poles. Yeah, uh, like I started off with not using them, but mm. I found that they did, especially with the Norte and the Primitivo. It's all mm. all kinds of mountains, so you spending the day climbing and descending. Yeah. So walking sticks, the walking poles really helped a lot. Great. Great. Yeah,
0: yeah. Okay. And um, uh, arriving into Santiago, um, what was your your impression when you arrived in Santiago?
1: To be honest, my first impression was like it was kind of anticlimactic. since I had done like the Primitivo, it, first arriving onto the front face, it was just kind of like um, you're used to seeing the same group of pilgrims, mm-hmm. maybe like 20, 30 people used to seeing them and then you arrive on the front face and it's like a culture shock. Mm-hmm. So um, it was kind of like the day before arriving in Santiago, um, I think it's El Podraso. It's a city, also yeah, yeah. Um. So it's like if I was kind of like, it kind of felt like Disney World anyway. Like you're in the parking lot, you're getting ready for the next day you're going to Disney World, and then this is like um, you're walking. With, it's almost had that sense like you're in the parking lot of a um, amusement park, and you're especially coming from one that doesn't have so many people on it. And then, it's like, walking to Santiago, it's like, you're expecting to feel something, overcome of, you're like, overcome with emotion, you're tired, you're, but you're excited. And it's just like, I kept expecting to feel something more, I didn't really know how to feel, it was just like, okay, it's over. Um, and I think part of that was because I'd already been to Santiago before, so, um, this not, oh, I've been here before, and then yeah. it's like a cathedral, and it's like going inside the cathedral. I started to feel like, oh my god, I've accomplished something, and like I went to the pilgrim mass, and it was extremely spiritual. Mm. Um, I went to uh, Fisterra the day after. Okay. I thought I took I didn't have time to walk to it. I would like to do the walk between Santiago and Mushia and Pistera. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like when everything hit me. It was like, um, like, wow, I walked across the entire country. And um, I had picked up a stone on the first day of the Camino. And I, like, um, I carried it every day in the pack. It was very small, but still. Um, and I like, threw it in the ocean, and as I threw it, it was like I looked back on all of the days, all the burgies I'd seen, and all the people I'd met, and just thought about reflecting the experience, and it was just like, wow, this is was such an incredible experience. I'm so glad I did this. Yeah. Um,
0: that That's something that, that really strikes a chord for me. When I walked to Finisteria in 2016, um i I arrived and um there were a large crowd at the at the end at the at, at Finisterre to watch the sun set yeah. and that's when it really hit me um just people there in silence watching the sun go down and uh, that was uh, um, a really emotional experience for me um so uh and and then it just got everything just kind of went black and mm-hmm. just everyone turned around to go home after that so yeah. uh that was a really emotional and it's somewhat spiritual experience for me so yeah so yeah so um so did you did you walk any further after that
1: um And the Camino no I'm I was hoping to go in May but then COVID-19 happened uh, well, okay. I- I was going to go back and do the Camino Aragonés, which is in Aragon. It goes, it's outside at contract in the Spanish French border, and it goes, Okay. it joins the Camino Frances in Puente de la Reina. Okay,
0: okay. Um, now, your website is very, very useful as well. It gives a, a very, very, an Etapa a, 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 a by a tapper guide. Uh, for, uh, for 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 pilgrims who are uh, planning their um for, for who who would be planning to walk the camino del norte so uh for for pilgrims who wish to walk the camino del norte in the future um um i think it would be extremely useful to to go on to setmeravel dot com uh and uh, and uh, and check out um the Camino del Norte section i'll post the link in in the descrip- in description um so you can most certainly check out the the etapa by 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 etapa guide there um um so definitely it's one to 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 read um i was i was just asking my last guest uh, in the last um podcast uh, Qu- quick courier and um um do you have any tips or tricks that you would pass on to any future um um pilgrim uh, before they um uh, before they um take their first steps to Santiago uh, whether it be um um equipment or whether it be um mental preparation or or whatever it may be um something that they can um that they can um
1: um they can consider for the future okay um yeah definitely um seems kind of obvious but prepare beforehand by going for short hikes around where you mm-hmm. live your pack that mm-hmm. way you can make sure like maybe the first time you don't put much in it but go th- like go for a, a short hike or medium length hike Close to where you live with your pack. Mm-hmm. Make sure you know how it feels. Like, you might find it's too heavy. You might find it's too awkward. You might find it, wow, this is, I can't get enough in here. I need to buy a bigger one. That way you kind of know what you're expecting. The same goes with your hiking boots. Do not ever break in your shoes on the Camino because, <laughs> um,
0: that is bad and,
1: news. That is bad yeah. news. <laughs> like, maybe a 10-kilometer hike with uh, a new pair of boots once to break them in, and that was bad enough. I couldn't imagine the Camino. And also take only what you need because the pack can get heavy. Um, different people need different things, but... Especially if you're doing the front face, there's going to be places you can buy supplies along the way. Um, the Camino de Norte, if you find you need something. If you're starting a new room, at the end of the first or second day, you arrive in San Sebastian, you can buy things you may find you need. Um, the more remote ones, not like the um, San Salvador, you need to kind of prepare, but try to take only what you need, because the definitely most... Even villages a lot of villages will have like a small what the spanish call tinos um the what kind of like the pound shop or the dollar store where you can buy small things um and they also um for the introverts like me don't be afraid to get to know other people and talk to other people on the camino yeah, everyone in the has like a really interesting story um we may meet each other in like a frustrated moment, so we may not always be showing the best side of ourselves because the Camino you know, is, it will bring a lot of emotions no matter what. So, um, both good and both good positive emotions and kind of like frustration, oh, you know, and my pack's extra heavy today and it's raining and you may not always be in a bad mood, but you know, we're all there. For whatever reason, um, everyone in the Camino, who's on the Camino, has an interesting story. So, try not to shy away. Yeah. Do you want? Do you want to
0: actually share one of those stories with us, Pablo? Um, It's my podcast, so I don't really want to share one of those now at this present time. But is is there any one of those those stories you want to to share at this moment?
1: Um, Let me
0: think for a minute. Sorry for springing this on you.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, um, I usually like to walk alone um, on the Camino, but um, I met this couple from Lagronio, and um, it was like, I don't, oh yeah, we were in a bar, and it's like, um, I saw them in a the bar and it was like, you know, just kind of acknowledged I And then like 10 minutes later, we saw each other in the street and we were like, are we sure we're going the right way? Mm-hmm. And um, we got to talking and I ended up walking with them for three days because it was just like, um, their stories, they were just like incredible people. They like, they're like, We've always seen the people pass through Lagoina and the front face and we've never done it. But we decided to do it this summer, and um, they were really great people. Um, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, I know. It, I I can vouch for so many pilgrim friends who can actually give you money and will not want it back. You know yeah, I mean, you know it. it, it it's it's it, it's it's gone that far, and would say, "No, I don't want that money back." Uh, and it, you know. You, you understand where i'm coming from so yeah definitely 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 yeah so um i've i've gone through your your blog and you mentioned before at the saturday in- the podcast where you say that you're a fluent spanish speech speaker well you're a spanish uh, teacher is that correct
1: um yes i yes i currently well, I'm looking for a job right now, but, yeah, I am a Spanish teacher. So it is definitely
0: helpful to have, have Spanish while on the
1: Camino. Um, yes, definitely. Um, that was actually going to be a fourth piece of advice. Um, yeah. Learn basic words in Spanish. No one expects you to be fluent, but it helps. Like, it's appreciated if you can at least say gracias or por favor, or at least no hablo espanol. I don't speak Spanish. Just, mm-hmm. Or even, you know... Banio, bathrooms. Yeah. So, yeah. Maybe a few words. Definitely learn it. But, um, especially on the San Salvador, you're going through such an isolated place that you won't find people easily who speak Spanish. On the front face, you're going to find someone, I'm sure, because there's so many people. Uh, in the Norte, in the bigger cities, yes, in the villages, People probably are not going to
0: know a lot of English, so yeah. I, I can I can vouch for that, especially from my walks on the Camino Frances. There are so many people from 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 different nationalities from all over the world. So I think English is the is the common denominator. Yeah, yeah. So I mean. It, from walking I walked from Lisbon last September. So I think you needed a bit of Portuguese. Yeah, to, when you were walking up from Lisbon. Uh because there wasn't a mo- there wasn't a lot of uh people who sp- spoke English. It's good especially in the small villages in, in in Galicia, you'd need to have a small bit of uh, Spanish to get by. Yeah.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah. But um but um yeah i th- i think um that's 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 uh, that's really really all um um i'm delighted to have you on the podcast um maybe in the future you might come on again uh, if you do if you do walk again uh, if you have a, if you do walk uh, a camino in the future uh, you could I would love to have you back on again and you can talk about it Um definitely yeah Perfect. Yeah. yeah, great. But, um, but dot com again, the link is in the bio is in the description. And, um, um, if you are planning a walk in the, on, on the Camino del Norte, feel free to check out uh, his blog uh, is Camino del Norte, uh, etapa, um uh guide, uh, guides. And, um, Uh, they'll give you some information okay Uh, Pablo thanks very much for uh, for dropping by and um, uh, I'll,
1: I'll hope to see you soon
0: okay take care
1: thank you for the podcast it's great